Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jizz Talking for a Sunday. We are with Debbie Revenge. Debbie, we survived COVID. We survived dental work. We survived scheduling conflicts. And you're here. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm actually doing really good. I'm very excited um, because I haven't even checked in on this before because I wanted to be surprised. So, so I'm sitting here waiting to be surprised. Well, I think you're going to be surprised. We're going to have fact checking. We're going to have. Oh, that's always good. We're going to have history lessons. We're going to have all kinds of stuff. And uh, Debbie, we want to talk a little bit about, uh, and I'll, I'll kind of lead things off, but this is going to be mostly uh, the folks who know a lot more than I do about your career. We, uh -huh. we fortunately met a couple years ago and I, I went to your house and, we got some autographs signed, and it was really, really nice to meet you, and and, and you had blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> now I've just let it grow out. It's, um, it's, it's, it feels, I like the way I haven't had long hair. I don't think I've ever had long hair. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get to you in just a second. I do want to have kind of a, a solemn uh, moment here. I did find out over the weekend that uh, uh, adult star Jack Cannon had passed away. His real name was Robert Aiken Jr. And if you knew, I don't know how many of you knew Robert or call him Jack. Um, I, I met him at uh, um, Exotica in 2017. And uh, I kind of just gave him a lot of shit. I, I call him <laughs> Captain Crunch, uh, just for lack of a better thing. But anyway, he was a nice guy, had a heart of gold. Come to find out that he and I worked for the same uh, 1099 company. He was a, a computer tech as well, among other things, but he had a lot of hobbies. He he was an Elvis impersonator and uh, did some Elvis stuff and uh, had fun with that. He also had a infatuation with uh, the railroad and trains. And I saw a lot of videos of him uh, being a conductor and, and dressing the part and giving tours to, to things like that. So uh, Jack Cannon was his name, Robert Aiken Jr., his his uh, real name, and uh, he's had some problems and had some health issues, um, and I was sorry to hear that he passed away. So we got uh, a salute to uh, Captain Jack there, and I feel real bad. He was, he'd have been a great guest. We talked several times about getting him on, and he was either busy or didn't feel well or whatever, and so anyway, uh, I, I feel bad that we, we missed out on that. So, Debbie, we're here, and let's talk about the way back. Let's go way back. First movie was about what 1976. Tell us about those. 75 days. actually, and I don't even remember which one was the first. <laughs> oh, we'll know. We'll know by the end of the show which one was the first. <laughs> I'd be lying to people if I remembered. <laughs> but how, how did we get started in this? What what? Uh... Well, um, I actually was working um, at the Metropole in Manhattan, which had been a jazz club. And became a burlesque house, and it was different than go-go dancing in that you could not talk to your client, talk to the customers. You went straight from the dressing room to the stage, back from the stage to the dressing room. But then I also was um, uh, working at a massage parlor on 8th Avenue and 42nd Street. Um, and, and I was dancing at... I, I went dancing at the sanctuary. Does anybody know about the sanctuary? It was a. It was like they call it the first gay club in Manhattan that allowed everybody in, and it was sixty nine to seventy two. It was open, and it was in Times Square. It was in you know um, Times Square West, and it was an old church. And um, 
that's where I started meeting people. And I, from there, I started going down to Maxis, Kansas City and all that stuff. And that, and to be quite honest, Sharon Mitchell and I hit it off the moment we ever met. And um, she took me, I'll never forget, because she took me to a, a set. And um, Janine, Jeannie was, um, Jeannie was in the scene and so was um, uh, Ming, uh, what was her name? Ming something, I can't remember. But I was so turned on and and, and, um, amazed by it because it it felt like such a different level than where I was in in real life. And and the cool thing I thought about the set too, unlike today, was that everybody felt like, uh, Richard, you probably know this, a lot of us felt like it was important to have fun and show that sex was fun and healthy. And um, it was it was it wasn't the Olympics of deep throat and ass fucking. It not that there's anything wrong with that because there are people who do it and there's people who love it. But um, uh, back then it was more we we remembered our lines. We had lines. Um, we worked on film, even you know loops and full length. The, we they started coming out in video later, but we didn't do it. I didn't work on video ever. So until the eight, 90s, and that was a whole different thing. Sure. Well, let's talk about quickly, and I'll, I'll, this is why I previewed before, um, and I'll just let, uh, <clears throat> I'll let Debbie answer this question, then I will also then cut to Sean uh, for a complete answer to it without me cutting in. What were Thank you, hot, Sean. <laughs> what, what were the hot spots in New York in those days that you, you graced your uh, appearance with? Well, there... It started in um, Lower East, the Lower East Side. There was the Electric Circus in the Dome, which was a big uh, lesbian bar. And there was a the um, 82 Club, which was drag queens and people and and uh, underground rock and roll people. That's where it started for me as far as like the scene that guided me into into adult into the adult industry and the rest of my life. Um, I. From from. From there, I found Maxis because Maxis Kansas City really started in the early 70s. And you had all kind of groups like Elda and her group. And you had, um, of course, Warhol and all those people hung out there. And um, I lived um, with Miss Lucy from the GTOs, if anybody knows. They were uh, a band who um, were, uh, excuse me, now I lost my mind because you were looking at me, James. Um Oh, now I lost his name. What's his name? Anyway, Girls Together Outrageously was a group of, of um, Frank Zappa is the one that produced the album. They, they did a film called 300 Motels. I met Lucy, and Lucy hung out at, at Max's, and that's where I met her. Then she and I started working at an underground club on the Upper East West Side called The Fifth, Fifth Season, which was a private club for gentlemen and women it had a giant pool it had girls were swinging over the pool um men it was bring your own bottle they would have they had lounge chairs around the pool like you were at the beach there were also private rooms and jacuzzi rooms and all those things but lucy and i worked there and and it was so fun because everybody was there to party uh and um it closed probably in the late 70s it opened in the early 70s okay. um it, it a was people, a lot of people just want to know where where the action was because it was um 
Now, not everybody had a nine to five job, you know. And- I never had a nine to five job. I was a hooker. I was an escort. I was a perform dancing performer. I um, I actually loved being in in, in the um, sex uh, adult industry in the sense of being a hooker. I felt um, it was important that I earn my money as opposed to being you know mean and nasty. And I, I was very honest, and I was very um, I, I I just really liked it. It was so much better than anything I had been involved in. Right. And well, from there, there I they I went to Max's more, but then we went back to the Club 82. And there I also had during this time had a sugar daddy in Miami that I spent six six months a year with. So I would come up here and do porn and I to New York and I would do magazine shoots and do all that stuff and work at the store Revenge, which is where I got my name. Is that what you're looking for, Patrick? Yep, yep. yep. All right. Fantastic. I started going to Revenge. I just came into it when they were still putting it together. It was called Revenge because the guy who who um, bought it and started it, um, his wife owned a, a store on the around the corner. And we went in the back way and stole everything from his her store and put it in our store. That was the Revenge name. Right. So we earned that name. Sure, sure. Um, they ended up cementing it shut. Sure. One of the first people that said, hey, I got to be on this Zoom show with uh, with uh, Debbie is Naked John. Naked John is with us. John, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing great. You're and looking you good. My full real name, too, John A. Moser. Yeah, yeah. Very you're good. Naked. And stage name, Alan Adrian. Yes, yeah. Well, you're looking naked, so. <laughs> well, I won't stand up. Don't there worry. There you go. Well, you <laughs> said the other day that you hadn't put a T-shirt on in like two weeks. <laughs> That's right. That's my proxy for full nudity is to just go out without a shirt. Very good. Question for question or comment for Debbie? Uh, Well, first, let me say that uh, Debbie and my life, our lives overlapped in the early 80s because we had a mutual friend named Lisa Lisa. Buckhorner. And Lisa, uh, well, she got married three times. she passed away in 2015, so she has she has had different uh, last names. But Baumgartner is her maiden name, and I understand that. Uh, and Deb- she had a fanzine for bondage. Yeah, Debbie and Lisa met at, at a call at a as cold girls, I believe. At Re- Lisa- no, we we met at Re- Revenge. Okay, that meant that. Uh, so. Lisa was a little bit of everything. She was a bondage model. She was a dominatrix. And I know she worked at houses as a prostitute as well. Right. Um, So, and then she's, you're in her diary. (laughs) (laughs) You're mentioned a lot. Now, I I have not seen Lisa's actual diary. However, and don't worry, there's no images here. I don't care if there are. I'm not Uh, embarrassed by that. Well, I'm I'm concerned about Patrick. But... uh, This is a publication that ah. a fanzine called Batteries Not Included that was published uh, in the 90s. Uh, and Lisa uh, wrote a series of uh, articles for it, and she quoted her diary quite, quite a bit. So in Batteries Not Included, she t- talks about you, Debbie, and... Um, uh, it's important to keep her in mind that 
like she quotes her diary and then she's writing about it over 10 years later in batters not included so her memories uh, it's she was dependent on uh, her memory at that point but you're in batters not included <laughs> now as far as i know this is i have i have a, 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 a stack of them you know like cuz i used to cuz the publish the editor right. wanted me to write for it and I did a little bit, but not as much as Lisa. And as Lisa far as and not online. It's all, Lisa it's and all I went to Pennsylvania, upstate New York or Pennsylvania. I can't remember which it was. What's but that? Rhode Island or somewhere. Oh, yeah. I was going to add. That's what I wanted to ask farm. You. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Because she <laughs> that's said. That's the funniest you would, thing you'll ever hear. She told me that you and her would go to Rhode Island to Kane photo shoots. And I wanted to ask you, what was Kane photo? Well, the first you time I went it. to King Photo, King Photo was a hippie farm uh, and run by a couple who were very into to, to um, S&M and bondage, both. And they um, did all the filming in their farmhouse and stuff. But I had never done anything bondage in my life. And I was first for a scene where they had me blindfolded, gagged, tied. I was crying like a baby. I wasn't faking. I was like, what have happened to me? And um, so after that scene, I wouldn't do another. And then they wouldn't pay me for the weekend. And I was fine. We made up later and I was able to go do some. But that one incident, I couldn't do it. I just, to be quite honest, I had no coping skills. So I just drank a lot that right after that scene. And I could, was un, unable to do any more scenes. And you and Lisa used to take the train out there. Yeah, right? we would take the train, have cocktails, do all that. I loved her. And I loved her fanzine. Bikini Girl. Yeah. Yeah, she, when we were communicating in the later years, she spoke about you and she was very fond of you. Yeah, I liked her too. Yeah. All right. And, and she, she this, the Bondage magazine was a really big deal. It's in the New York Library now and stuff. You mean Bikini Girl? Bikini Girl. I heard, but I could be wrong. Well, it's it's broader than just a bondage magazine. Yes, I know that. It was music. It was art. Yeah. It was all sorts of stuff. It was film. Well, the Museum of Modern Art acquired uh, a lot of Lisa's stuff for the Club 57 exhibition. Right. Club 57 is doing shows every every other month. And Anne Magnuson in them. Right. She has a psychedelic event this month. Close to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. Uh, the location. Sure, James. Question for Debbie. Hey, uh, hey. Deb, Debbie. This is this is really a thrill for me. I want you to know that. Thank you. Uh, it blew my mind whenever you said that you uh, used to be roommates with uh, with Lucy. Miss overall. Lucy. With Lucy <laughs> overall. Yeah, that's awesome because yep. I, I'm like I'm like one of the biggest Frank Zappa fans. And so. Oh yeah, I love him too. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> And you know, um, uh, what's her name? The the uh, other groupies. Um, well, there was, that were there part was of Miss GTO. Janet do not and, do not um, claim Lucy as a GTO anymore. Really, it's terrible. Yes. No, well, I know Janet Ferguson. She's she used to talk about her all the time. Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Um, you said that your first uh, you first started in '75, and you say you didn't know what your what your movie was. It was her total response. Oh, oh, that's the one where I can still, you can tell I came from Baltimore, my accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was my first anal. 
I had never done one before, you know, all that stuff. It was sort of a Stepford Wives type parody type. Movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite movie that you worked in was Babylon Pink. And it was mine too. Yeah. It was my first and I loved it. Henry it, Pichard. Henry Pichard is just one of my favorites. Yes. What was it Rock like working? Was in it. What was it like working with? Well, Henry, Henry was so into the whole art film thing and, um, his idea was way out there for the time, you know, seven women's fantasies, or I can't remember exactly how many, but, you know, they didn't do a lot of women centric um, porn. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I enjoyed that. And plus I got to work with Georgina Spelman, who is the sexiest, hottest woman I ever worked with. Yeah. Um, Arcadia Lake before she was all messed up. She was really fun to work with. She was very cute. And um, Rob was in it. I can't remember all the boys that were in it, you know, but Vanessa was on, in the film, Vanessa Del Rio. Vanessa Del Rio. But yeah. I enjoyed my scene because that scene were of my glass spills and yeah, that was, was a mistake. Was, we just oh, played really? it off. <laughs> you were like, a, yeah, but it was like, a, like you said, it was a fantasy and you were on the table and everybody yeah. on the table was having their way with you. Yes, they yeah. were. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I love that movie. I I loved working. I also liked working for um, with Georgia and Spelvin on For Rich or Poorer. That's another great one. Yeah, yeah you got painted gold in that one. I love that one. And huh? what was the other? What was the? You got painted gold in that one. Yeah. I was painting well, one scene. I was painted gold. The other scene, I was a nurse, and I got to shave Georgina's pussy. That's right. Which was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah, what was the other movie? Now, there was another movie that uh, you did. Was it um, when you were painting gold as well? Wasn't that, um, wasn't there a second one? Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, there was. Somebody mentioned it in the group, and I can't really find it right now. But, yeah, I did uh, I did see that. If I think if I think about it, I know I'll tell you what it is. But anyway. Well, if you think of it, let me know. I will. Because I don't, okay. I, really, you know, my life was, my life was always, um, sex work but it was all different levels um, of sex work it was you with john leslie it was huh? you, it was a scene with you and john leslie oh um, john leslie i did my first loop with him my first ever film with him oh really he's so was so friendly and wonderful and um nice and handsome and all that stuff yeah we were crawling all over a barber chair <laughs> uh, james what? was a wine me dine me 69 me that was she was that's it why me dine me 69 oh i haven't seen that one yeah oh i have to see it yeah. All right. Good enough. Hey, Lorenzo's with us. Lorenzo's back from vacation. What's going yes, on? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, um, before moving to the Bronx, I, was, I lived in the Lower East Side. Mm -hmm. And we ran, you know, 10th Street. I was on 10th and 1st and 2nd. Mm -hmm. And um, somehow I remember the squad. It was a bunch of, like, the uh, Revenge Girls, Sisters, yep. something. It was, it was a bunch of y'all. You, you all were... Y'all were wrecking things. And, uh, yes, we were. <laughs> I, I, was, I was a teenager, but I used to go past there and uh, <laughs> on my way also to the uh, the tattoo guy, you know, that was doing the illegal tattoos yeah, uh, um, on Bowery. Yeah. But uh, I kind of re remember that little squad in the store, now, that little area like that. So I know we, we crossed paths. I, you know, I was a teenager then, but how was well, I always liked chocolate, so I'm sure we did. <laughs> how was your experience down there? There was a lot going on in that area. It, there was so much art, and you had Fab Five Freddy down there with the, his graffiti thing, and Basquiat, yeah. and Anne Magnuson, and all these people who who went on to do you know more amazing things. And then you had 
great punk rock music for, you know, at the time. The earlier stuff I was really amazing because it was still melodic and stuff. So it was great. Yeah, it was, it was good to see someone from that area. It was, it, that it lived. Was a pot of everything. <laughs> well, there's still three of us alive, four of us alive okay. out of all the Revenge mm-hmm. Girls. Everybody else kicked the bucket. Me and Eileen and um, Natasha, the designer. Remember, she had a store on St. Mark's, and she also yeah. started at Revenge. And uh, Barbara Kane, Arthur from the Dolls, his wife, she was a Revenge girl, too. So okay. she wasn't as much in it as we were. We were yeah. there in the beginning, and we were tearing it up. Yeah, well, you all—you all would know. Like we ran Temp Street, but you all ran St. Mark's. You know? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> and, and everybody knew, you know, around you I, know, you head towards A Street. That was it. You got to know. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. Thanks, Lorenzo, for stopping by. A lot, a lot mm-hmm. of history. I knew there'd be a lot of history tonight. That's for sure. Charles, with us. Charles, how are we doing today? We are doing well. Thank uh, you so hey, much for joining. Thank you so much for joining us, Debbie. Um. It's really interesting to hear because it's like I get a distinct, different sense of the East Coast adult industry and the West Coast adult industry. And I wanted to kind of get your sense or your input about that. Did you ever come to the West Coast and do any adult movies here? I did adult films in the 90s. They were all hardcore, MILF, granny, whatever you call it. I'm older than 30, Mm -hmm. but I... You right. know, it was in the 90s, and I did uh, probably 200 films. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Did you ever work? I, I was at my sexual peak at that time and loving every minute of it, so I wanted to film three or four times a day sometimes. <laughs> I have to ask you, being a San Franciscan and loving my city and my history, did you ever work for the Mitchell Brothers? No, I haven't. I, ne- I was still on the East Coast. I, okay. I, I, I was either in Miami for mm-hmm. from 69 to 85 or i was in manhattan except for two years and i went to toured the country with rock against reagan oh cool was, yeah which was a group of punk rock bands that toured all over I, the I remember going to their concert in san francisco when we had the convention yeah we did it before. in Dolores park i remember yeah i was there yeah i was too so yeah, i traveled with like them i um, did a lot of the ahead work you know talking to the radio stations and stuff right so, yeah, that was really fun. And then we went to a rainbow gathering after the punk rock tour. It was wild. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks, Charles. That's When you went to California, then you kind of changed your name to Debat. Was that the, the story there? Yeah, that was my porn name. Um, I um, had an opportunity to do it. Uh, uh, if I could have kept my shit together, but I couldn't. Um, I had an opportunity, I did, it was Debet's Real Deal, and it was all women who had natural boobs and hair on their pussies and stuff like that. And um, that's when it changed to Debet, and I used that name, I used it for go-go dancing too. So, I don't know why I stopped using Debbie Revenge, maybe it just wasn't working for me at the time. <laughs> Richard Pacheco's with us, Richard, how are we doing tonight? I've worked with Richard once or twice. You did? Hi, Casey. Yes, you wow. did. Yes, what did. did we work together in? Uh, I don't remember. I just know it was in Manhattan. So it could have been like... Um, I was only in New York once. And I, I, I understand. For- I did. I started porn in 75, and uh, between 75 and 1985, I only did six, five or six films. That's uh, it. I did one film for Candida Royale in 1984. Uh-huh. Did you work with the Amaro Brothers? 
No. Oh, I did okay. a thing called um, Sensual Escape for Gloria awesome. Leonard and Candida Royale. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't there. So maybe I saw you at other events then during the time. Possible. Back Possible. then, yeah. It was, well, it was let me just start. Ago. I wanted to show this to John. <laughs> I, I also have every copy of this that ever happened. <laughs> Richard Freeman and I, the editor, went to college together at Antioch in Yellow Springs. Wow. So we uh, contributed a lot to that magazine over the years. Yeah, I were, I, you know, Richard Bola, I respected because he was an actor and he wanted to be an actor. And, and Joey, I mean, there were so many people who wanted to be actors and actresses um, that started in the adult industries. And most of them ended up staying in the adult industry. But um, well, I met I the ones that came out to California. Um, but, and then the only time I ever met Bola was we shared a a Best Supporting Actor Award from the New York Adult Film Critics one year. Awesome. And we kind of had the, we were like, he was, he got the parts that I would get if I was in New York, and I got uh, the parts that he would get in, in California. Right. And we had never met, and so people That's created. That's act too. You were a good actor also. Thank you. People kind of were expecting us to hate each other because we were, uh, playing a similar niche, but when we yeah, met, the scene wasn't like that back then. The no, when we met, we really liked each fun. other a lot. He was a good guy, and I liked him quite a bit. Yeah, he was a good guy. I, um, I, as I during that same time, I did a. Uh, I was actually there was a musical the Amaro Brothers put out called Blonde Ambition. I remember the title. And um, it, I, I was the one that did all the blowjobs and stuff because the girl who started in it refused to do hardcore. Uh-huh. So um, that was fun because those guys were wild. Yeah. I worked with, um, let's see, who, who, I think Rob. Um, Rob David Everton. Morris was on that one. Huh? David, David Morris. Morris yeah. One. Yeah. Well, all the guys you're mentioning, I worked with out here. They all did New York and California, so I didn't. Yeah, know I didn't do any any um, you know real film or anything after I quit in the uh, early '80s to go on tour with Rock Against Reagan. Yeah. Um, and then in the '90s, I ended up back in it. How I did it, I don't know, but I I stayed in it for two years and just grinded it out for two years. Well, I was I was done in the early '80s also because. Of AIDS and uh, marriage. Oh. <laughs> Which one <laughs> <And> was better? <laughs> the marriage just lasted longer, thank God. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, awesome. I, had, I had kids, and it was just time for me to move on from the industry, and I did. Of course. Yeah, yeah I never had children and never got married. None, none of those things, you know. But I'm always just completely fascinated with the New York stuff, because um, every year, I after I became a name in the late 70s, I'd get a phone call from somebody in New York. We heard all about you. We really want you to come on. You're really good. We want you. We want you. We want you. How much do you want? I want a thousand a day. You're not that good. Yeah, they want. <laughs> they wanted actors and actresses. You know that was important back then. And yeah, um, they didn't want to pay. They didn't want to pay because they didn't want to pay. I didn't know I was being underpaid. I was just happy to make a couple bucks and work in the industry. <laughs> it was going to cost them a couple thousand bucks to you know fly me back and you know back and forth. So right, exactly. on top of whatever my salary was, they could just hire somebody from back there for the same money. Right, that's true. But, but I like I liked hearing about it. It was always fun to hear um, the New York film critics. They were like they were rivals of the L.A. critics. They same body of material was considered, and they give their but because awards. they were competing, they were able to um, um, in 
and acquire big time movie stars and everything who went and watched the movies back then. Yeah. You know, not just not just John Waters films, but also, right. you know, um, I am curious yellow, you know, something things like that. Do that was the first one I ever saw in nineteen sixty seven. Ah, okay. In Washington, you know, D.C. Ah, so you know, I I I always liked porn as an as a watcher. I always te- I tell everybody I'm like a guy. I just like to watch. Well, I started out as that because, but I hated what they were making. Right. I just hated it. It was it always strike me as so odd that here you have people willing to get naked and fuck. Right. And they would manage to fuck up the scenes. There would always be this, this male <laughs> kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, the, and the women pretending like that got them hot. Right. Um, I call it pointless pounding. Yeah. 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 So, I, I, you know, you jerk off to whatever you can. But that was all they were making back then. So, that was exactly. the beginning of it. <laughs> But, you know, I lived to see a different kind of sexuality portrayed in, in porn. And, um you know, the audience was men, so they were making for men without women, and men without women were angry men. Right. They wanted to see women get fucked. Right. And, uh, you know, that's how you had that whole thing emerge. Right. It took years before Candida Royale showed up and began to pose a different kind of um, material for people right. to be watching. I found that the films that John Leslie made after he sort of retired were also very good because they, you know, they weren't, they just weren't stunt films. I, I, well, John was an artist. Uh-huh. An artist through great. and through. He, uh-huh. he, he was great at the brutal stuff. I uh, know it. But he was bigger than that. Uh, and when he did that stuff, you didn't mind it so much because he was doing so much more. I know. Uh, and he made you feel good about what you were doing. I mean, he was really good at that. Yeah, well, I used to call him the King Salami. <laughs> 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 okay, hey, we need to move on. Let's let's check in. Before we check in with uh, Kathy, I want to promote next week's show is with Dr. Stephanie, and she is with her company called Evolve Your Intimacy. Met her at uh, Exotica in Miami. Nice gal and uh, and kind of a flirt, I must say. Anyway, uh, well, that's she wants, good. Yeah, she wants to be on the show, and and uh, so we're going to let her. And anyway, we're going to talk to her next week. Bring all the guys can bring their there's sexual problems with them and she will solve every one. <laughs> anyway, Kathy Brown is with us. Kathy, how are you doing tonight? Kathy! I'm doing well. Hi. Debbie and I have been Facebook friends for a few years and it's good to talk to you and see you. You look great. Oh, thank you. So do you. Thank you. Uh, um, I, I, of course, was always interested in your sex work in front of the camera. But I'm really fascinated with your involvement in the rock scene. And some of the photographs you post are so unbelievable. Um, just of you and watching shows and your, your beautiful expressive face and those lips. Uh, what was it like? And um, who did you run around with? Uh, David Johansson? I mean, he I didn't hang out with David Johansson. I, wasn't, okay. I, I couldn't function. I was hanging out with Johnny Thunders. So if that gives you any okay. idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I really, I I love Johnny Thunders. He was hot, and, and but I like girls, so you know I was always mm-hmm. in the dilemma. I would go and buy pay pay for girls to to go home with me sometimes after the clubs closed. <laughs> oh, wow. so so because I just love black women so much, you know. So 
um, I would I would go get them, bring them with me wherever, or bring, get them to take me with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and I, I had no idea that you were in Blonde Ambition. I think that was Carol Connor. Yeah, she was on the Gong Show, and she was she did a lot of straight stuff, and she would not do any of the right any of the hardcore. So I didn't know that was you. Yeah, wow. that was me. They made me up to look like her. And they, it worked, you know, with camera angles and editing and all that. And um, it, it it was it was fun because it was so silly and so crazy. Because the day I was there, I was there all day doing hardcore with this one and that one and that one mm-hmm. for the film. And I'm like, I think there was one scene on an airplane in the cockpit. Yep. Was that with Eric Edwards or Arbola? I can't remember. It was Eric Edwards, and there was also what's his name? I can't think of it. He was a gay um, actor, basically, but he did straight films too. I can't remember. George Payne. Yes, was that George Payne. That's okay. exactly who. He was hot. He was. <laughs> he was beautiful. He had yes, he was. His body. Yeah, yeah, and he knew it. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> wow. Then, yeah, so that was cool. Um, well, the rock thing, it, the music thing, it did something for me spiritually that nothing else had ever done. And um, my life had been such a mess that though I was still a mess, it was a happy mess back then because I was involved in a scene that I knew at the time was going to be special. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I knew but we all knew it wasn't just me. I'm not a genius, but we all knew. Are, are you leaving? Yeah. Oh, okay, I will. I love you. Love you. Sorry about that, y'all. Um, uh, where was I? I'm sorry. That you knew the rock scene was very special. Oh, I knew it was special because, I mean, there was nothing like it, you know, before or since. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and and the same thing goes with each musical scene in each generation, and I'm aware of that, too. But I have to say that the 70s, because we, we were still in the midst of a sexual revolution, HIV and AIDS hadn't happened yet. So we all fucked mm-hmm. each other, you know, upside down, sideways, boys, boys, girls, girl, girls, boys, girl, boy, girl, boy. It didn't matter. And that was for fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't for film. Well, I think we're close in age. I'm going to be 64 next month. And, and you know, New York was very different and very free, although I was a, a good little Catholic school girl uh. at the time. At the time. <laughs> I changed. <laughs> but it was crazy. New York was insane. It was. And, 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 there was, and for me, uh, you know, the, the, the beauty and the problem with that time was that we were rewarded for bad behavior which only mm-hmm. imprinted it more in t- inside of us where we started becoming that person in a way. You know, I was definitely Debbie Revenge 24-7 back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I used to like to fight and do all kind of stupid stuff. That's another reason I couldn't do porn all the time because I'd get in fights and hit the stage and be doing all this and I'd have bruises all over my thighs. Oh. <laughs> it looked like I was beat up. But I was oh. having a good time. <laughs> wow. And I love your honesty. Thank you. Like, you're so candid on Facebook. And I just I just love that about you. I, well, I ever since I got my head injury, you know, I just blurred out everything. So I've been okay with that, you know, <laughs> because I can't keep it in. My, um, but I think it helps other people. It really helps others to just, you know, for other people to just 
put it on the, the table and have no pretenses and you know you're you're just really honest and candid about what you've done well uh it's who i you know it's how i got here so you know and, and the fact that i'm alive i'm living in a cute little neighborhood and all that stuff is like a miracle I mean, to be quite honest, I never did anything to um, be healthy or take care of myself or eat well or anything. I wouldn't for like I did when I was in Florida because I was with my sugar daddy and I didn't need money or anything. Everything was done for me. But um, and, and, and when the Ramones and the Dead Boys went to Miami to record their albums, it was the Dead Boys second album. And it was, I think the Ramones fourth album, they were both down there in uh, Miami. And we took them mm -hmm. to see, um, uh, what was that John Travolta film with the dancing? Um, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, we went, fever. I took all the yeah. punk rockers to Saturday Night Fever. It was so fun. And um, <laughs> and we had a party, and, and the bands came, and, they, and everybody there looked at us like we were part of a petting zoo. <laughs> it was so wild. But, you know, it was fun. All right. Appreciate that, Kathy. Thank you so much for stopping by. You always give a, give a little twist and, I adore Kathy. and enlighten us a little bit. I adore you, too. It's, a, it's kind of a girl thing. It's nice to have women on this, too. Yes, I, really like I agree. That. Thank you for coming on. Not just all those perverts. Uh, Adam is <laughs> well, women are perverts, too. <laughs> well, Adam, we were, trust me, there's pervert. Per, per, there's. I can't say the word. Perverted one? women. Yeah, yeah it, it, inside of us. Sure. I am a pervert. And I made a lot of. I made a lot of money being a pervert on screen. <laughs> I did well, too. Not on screen, behind the screen. <laughs> well, it was still the industry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Adam is with us, and Adam's going to ask. He's not. Uh, he doesn't have his video camera on, but he's going to ask a question just the same. Adam, go ahead. Okay. Yes. Hey, uh, thanks for being on, Debbie, and speak for yourself, Patrick. But anyway, I'm going to ask the obvious question. How did you get involved directly in the adult industry? I ran into Sharon Mitchell in the club. She and I hit it off. We were really good friends. Um, we we're still friends. Um, and she, I, I, you missed the beginning. She took me to a porn set where um, Jeannie and Ming Lee, was it Ming Lee? Ming, anyway. Um, Pardon me? May Lynn? Yeah, May Lynn, that's it. Um, and they were having sex right then when we went when we came into the warehouse and and they were all laughing and giggling and having fun and I was completely um mesmerized by that whole atmosphere of the time. I was ready to be a porn star even though I wasn't really. I thought I was. But um I uh I did like the working with Sharon. She had inverted nipples before she had them done, which I love. And, um, and, and she had that good old Italian thing. She was hot. She just, yeah, she, she just was. texted me that she said, please let her know that, uh, please give her my best regards and let her know that I love her very, very, very much. Aww. Well, that's very nice. I, I know you were fact checking. I don't I don't make mistakes. <laughs> no, I, somewhere we lost uh, the professor. Uh, I don't know where, where Casey went. I was we lost what we knew. Oh back. Casey, yes, I saw him. He's not, I don't see him now. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Adam, uh, thanks for the question. It's always great to hear from you. Uh, Thank Sean, you. Talk to you later. 
Yep, you bet. Sean Literally, Elliott, Sean, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll get back to the professor. I didn't see where he went either. Um, you know, I wasn't going to miss this because it is New York, Debbie Revenge, and I follow her, and I follow her past, and I'm going to answer a question for Charles. Well, first I got to say something to uh, Richard. I, I wrote a song. Uh, it's called AIDS and Marriage, AIDS and Marriage, because that's what you said before, and good song. <laughs> for Charles, that went over like a lead balloon. For Charles, uh, Debbie mentioned John Leslie. She mentioned Arbola. She mentioned George Payne. Georgina Spelman. She mentioned May Lynn. I did nine, maybe ten movies in New York. You know what the industry is like today. I worked with every one of those people, and his name is John, but I know him as Alan Adrian, and we work together, and Debbie does Dallas, my old friend Alan here, so it's great mm -hmm. to see you naked, John. So everybody you mentioned, I had the privilege of working with as an actor, and I do, I do Richard real well because we both actors, um, and, I, and John Leslie would have been good in anything mainstream. Yes, he and, would have. And, and George, too. And, George, too, know, for sure. And, and, and I can see Vanessa on Law and Order and something like it be a judge. So oh, definitely. <laughs> that, was, that was New York, Charles. That was, it was a small community. She mentioned the Amaro Brothers. The Amaro Brothers were on the sixth floor, I think. Henri Picard was on the eighth floor. Yep. Because I, I got a part from, uh, with Henri and uh, one of the baby mascara or something, and then I went downstairs to the Amaro Brothers because they were going to see me for a part for something else. And it was uh -huh. all, the buildings were close. You were, and, and I lived two lives because I was a mainstream actor and trying to do that. So I would hit like 54 or clubs like that. When I got into the adult industry in the late 70s, because Debbie and I crossed paths like, like Naked John. I was 78 to 84. Uh -huh. But I remember... Uh, Going to the club, uh, the rock clubs with the Mud Club and, and CBGBs, of course, and and uh, places like that, and going down to the village. And Lorenzo mentioned tent. I mean, the reason I left the business, one of them, I talk about this dream, you know, because the porn industry, I didn't want to be found out. But the main reason was I got killed on Avenue D and Sixth. I mean, that the junk got. And that looked like Berlin after World War II, if you go down to pick up your heroin. It was a time that, I mean, we could go for days with this, right, Debbie? I mean, it was unbelievable. I, you're talking about parties. I remember going to a diner in Midtown Manhattan for a birthday party for the guy in the village people, the, the cop. And, I mean, you would just hang out with people, and the city was small if you were in theater or in porn because porn was equivalent to theater and i imagine the coast where howie was it was different because in those by that time never the twain shall meet in our time especially when you started jackie kennedy's going to deep throat so there was such a everybody and i knew truly kofelberg who was with the thugs and i saw zappa at newport and you're talking about jamestown rhode island that, that farm uh I, I was there. I could smell the, the, the chestnuts coming off. Right, the right. I could feel it. I could feel the heat from the subways. 
So that was an arrow that's long gone. It's Disney World now, but that was uh, it was dirty. It was, it was so fucking dirty. Rodney Dangerfield had a massage parlor. Uh, I know he did. Parlor. Remember that massage parlor with a blonde who ran in the front at Gorgeous Blonde? That was my girlfriend for a while. Ah. And, uh, yeah, and I used to go there and get free sex because not just with her, but with everybody because Rodney had it. And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the old days. You remember the happy hooker? Well, she got me a job with High Society, okay. and I and I ended up screwing Jill Monroe, and I didn't know she was a trans. She moved down to um, the Bahamas, and um, with Xavier her Hollander, huh? Xavier Hollander, right? Yeah. And she ended up moving with her husband down to the Bahamas, and I got to go down there and stay. Boy, that was fun. <laughs> That's cool. See, you stuck with them, and and you still have city in you. I, I have it in me, but I'm away. I'm I'm in L.A. and I'm still away because I'm 70 and I can't go out at night as often as I used to. I go out <laughs> once or twice a month and that's it. But I have fun when I do and I still get on the guest list. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm very blessed too. But I, I was, I was, I guess then I'll, I'll get off after that. It was <clears> like <throat> when you were with them, you were loyal. You were with them. I was running from. Coming off 14th and 3rd from, from the Lee Strasberg, where I was taking classes and then trying to get on the soap opera and go to right. NBC and Avenue M in Brooklyn. And then, and then I got the porn. And, and by the way, I want to say one thing that Charles and people don't know. If you were mainstream, you would read backstage. You would read variety a little bit. But if you were in the industry or you wanted to get laid or you wanted to find the you read the Right? You read the village voice or screw. But the Village Voice, it had all the, the everywhere you wanted to go and, and who you wanted to do and what you wanted to do. Right. What you didn't even know what you wanted to do and you ended up doing it. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a crazy fucking time. And this lady here, man, Debbie Run, she was in the punk scene. I mean, before it became New Wave Punk. Well, I knew Debbie before. Perry and all that. You when it was Perry. still like Velvet Underground and Velvet Underground, Lou Reed, and you were MC5 you and all those Reed. bands. Right. Did you go to the factory? Did you go to Warhol? I went to the factory a couple of times, but I used to hang out at the Dome on St. Mark's Place. It was a lesbian bar with really great Velvet Underground type music and everything. It yeah, was underneath uh, the Electric Circus. The Stromboli, uh, Joe and... Uh, 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 Don't ask me. I know what you're talking about, but I yeah, can't Yeah, it was right names. there. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> the Fillmore. All right, Patrick. And the 82 really Club was also really fun. And, huh? and Harold Black had an after-hours club that was on 5th Avenue, 205th Avenue. Did you ever go to that after-hours? I, I, I went to every one of them. I but met I didn't... Led Zeppelin in person there. Oh, did you? Wow. Yeah. I, I got to uh, the Play-Dohs. I met Sammy Davis Jr. in there. <laughs> Which was good, kind too. Just <laughs> kind of neat. I kept an eye out for him. Uh, but anyway... Uh, anyway, it, it, I'm really excited just hearing it. It's the vibe of New York. There's nothing like it. I'm glad. If you have to be old, man, I'm glad that I experienced what you experienced. Me too. I was really a, happy too. Yeah, there's nothing like it. All right. Thank you for being here. You bet. Thank you. Uh, Morty, go ahead. I've got a package for Morty I'm going to send out on Tuesday uh, from Christy Canyon. So. <laughs> All right, Morty. Uh, Morty's excited. Yeah. Yeah, um, wow! I'm just I'm blown away just sitting there listening to Sean and listening to listening to Miss Debbie here and learning a lot. Um, I've 
Miss Debbie, I li- I, I uh, listened to your Rialto report, and I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you. Really, I appreciate that. I just, you know, I just, um, it doesn't make sense to lie and candy coat shit, and yeah, people know right. when it's not real anyway. So I would just rather be authentic. Oh, oh, I, I appreciate it. I, I, I listen to. I work midnight. And um, I usually either listen to this show or listen to Rialto Report, mm-hmm. and um, and it gets me going through the night. As I, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Real candid. Um, really love hearing about New York. I've never been to New York, but I. It's something but else. It's just like just yeah, it was. just like a few yeah. yeah. It was yeah. It's yeah. not like that now. Now yeah. Manhattan is all white. It's really oh yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> it wasn't right. like that before. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go to Orlando, yeah. Marty. Go to Orlando. <laughs> my, boss, my boss in my job interview, she said, um, Let's catch a um, what is it that, uh, oh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what I'm saying. Too much cocaine. <laughs> huh? Too much coke. Too many bumps. Yep. Way too many. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I think I, I think I had uh, first seen you. Maybe was was you ever? I'm, was you in Rolling Stone back in the eighties? Like I probably was, but who knows? I mean, I was in a lot of different yeah, scenes and stuff, and I, some I don't remember. I, and some were porn. Right. I, I don't ever remember you in a film, but I it just seemed like I remember seeing you in publication. I just yeah. first one, you know. There's a really good yeah. a cherry magazine. It's from 1978. It's the Dead Boys, myself, Terry Bomb in the bathroom at CBGB's did the photo shoot. Okay, uh, okay. If, if anybody knows what that looked like, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was really we had so much fun. It was really fun. So that's, you can always look up for Cherry Magazine. Just look up Dead Boys and Cherry Bomb and you'll find it. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you'll like Babylon Pink too because I'm, I'm hot in that. All right. <laughs> check uh, it out. Let's check in with uh, Paulo from Brazil. Brazil, go ahead. Hello, Patrick. Hello, how are you? Hello. Good. Question for Debbie. Yes, I do. Daddy, what's the, tell me about that, the first movie in the script. What's the history about that? About what? Your first, first movie in the script. My first movie? Yes. Um, I, as I said before, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't want to lie to you. I couldn't make up a story because it would not be able to be fact-checked. So really, I don't remember making it. I was shocked when I saw it, I, and and I love it. Um, but I don't, I don't remember making the film because back then I was partying too much. I'm sure I had sex with some band member that night, and you know whatever. I used to love um, fucking musicians. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. All right, Paul. Thanks for coming by. Uh, Alex is with us. Alex, how are we doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I was wondering if uh, Debbie or Sean had any memories of the old school G- uh, CBGBs. Yes, 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 yes. Of course. 
Um, oh, go ahead. You want to hear a good CBGB story? Yeah. I have a lot of them. Yeah. Well, one night, me and my girlfriend were dancing, me and another revenge girl, we were dancing in front of a new band. It was a brand new band. They asked us to come down. We were jumping and hopping around. And Hell's, An Hell's Angels actually... Um, the owner of CBGB's was involved with the Hells Angels. So he, um, it, it, it turned into a punk rock club. But anyway, that's this particular night when my friend and I are dancing, there's a Hells Angel. His name was Bert the Hook. He, uh, his hand got blown off opening mail at the clubhouse. And um, he was nasty. Ooh, he was mean and scary. And um, Pam and I, Pam knocked his, his sunglasses off by mistake when she was dancing. And he took his hook and he sliced it up my pants all the way up to my waist without touching my skin. And my pants just fell off my body. And, um, he, and uh, they, um, the, the um, Merv, the bartender, ends up grabbing Pam and I, dragging us down to the girls' room and guarding the door so that they couldn't come in and beat us up for knocking his sunglasses off. Um, a couple years later, I was in Bridgeport, Connecticut, dancing at a biker bar, and I ran into uh, Bert the Hook. And um, one of the one of the Hell's Angels were like, "You need to uh, get that girl for him. He wants that girl over there." And I'm like, "I don't want to do that." And he said, "Well, then you'll go with him. Never mind. I had no problem by then. <laughs> I have a guy for you." <laughs> it didn't turn out bad, but it could have. My girlfriend um, at Revenge, she ended up fucking Bertha Hook and giving him the clap. Uh, and Revenge, everything we did, we did with Revenge in mind. <laughs> that's awesome. The only thing I can tell you about CBDBs was it was a fucking mess. I mean, it was, what was it, Hilly, uh, I can't think of his last name, who owned it. It was, you would just walk in and there was just paper all over the wall and graffiti and dirt. I mean, you would smoke. I smoked. They'll do occasionally. And you'd spit on the floor and then you'd dance. People fucked in the corners. I mean. Oh, yeah, they did all. Yeah, that all happened. I mean, it was, you. I mean, you literally had to watch where you would step. Uh, and you loved every minute of it. You didn't, you yep. were out of there sweating. You're at CBGB's in July at, yeah, without with, you're not irritated anymore. It's all burnt out of your system. It's, it's all burned out of your system. You're ready to go to the diner for, for eggs. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll have that eastern portion of a western sandwich. Spiro will get it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was fucking. It was. It's. I look at it more as an as an attitude, my friend. It, it was an attitude. You. I always thought that too. Like that anywhere. I uh, thought it was a um, actually a 24-hour day statement, how I dressed, what I did, who I hung out with, what music I listened to. For me, all of that was very important to who I am and who I still am. Um, but then it, the, sense, yeah. the art was just so spectacular. I mean, Studio 54, but you had the tunnel and you had the townhouse and you had, um, of course... Um, I danced at the Baby Doll, which was on the same block as the Mud Club. So when I was yeah. done go-go dancing, I would just roll over to the Mud Club. That was another good one. That had that was more art-centric than 
um, CBGB's was far more. I spent a lot of time at the Bud Club. I like it was it, it, very thin to go in, but I, but you know you'd hang out off the steps uh-huh. and just there, and because there's so many people outside the club too, so you didn't really care. But you know Bowie would come in, and I mean it was just a uh, it was quite amazing. It, it was an attitude, but I mean you wouldn't go in there to pick up. Now I, they'd I, fall I mean, into your lap. I mean, so many people, uh, well-known people, go to prison for the stuff we did in the seventies. I mean, it's not a lie. It's not. It ain't brag. I always say it's not bragging if it's true. I mean, the I shit know that I did that I'm alive. The shit that you did and with who? <laughs> I fucked Tanya Tucker while she was going up with Ron Duguay with one of these clubs. I mean, it was. I, I fucked Trump. Well, I didn't so, fuck Trump. His dick was too small, but I, I did do do Trump. You once. did Trump. Yes, when he was still at the when um, Trump was down at the Twin Towers. He made Debbie day. great again. <laughs> it, it was about the size of my thumb, and I'm not exaggerating. Heard that? So gross. I'm, I'm trying to think of something for you, for you to give you like just a mind blowing uh, experience, but I can't. All I can say, and Patrick knows about it, and I don't know Debbie if you were still in New York, but later on after we started, one of the clubs last was really trying to work. And we'd go to Bernard's and then maybe hit some things and became friends with Niall Rogers and Tony Thompson, uh-huh, yeah. big people and those guys. They all and we would hang them. out a lot and go to, there was one club, tell me if you remember it, you, I, I, it, was a, it was a loft, like a, a warehouse. You go in like at four, five o'clock, huge room, but then there was the back room. It was inside, but outside. It was all bumps and shit like that. And here's and Ron Glass from Barney Miller wanted to suck my dick. Oh, that's okay. a, that's a, my right hand to God. I got Iggy Pop, Keith Richard, Niall, Sean Elliott, and Ron Glass. I'm from and he was taking my coat. Yeah, my I got right you. hand to God. I'm my son's act. We were out. Says, me and my you for coat. me and my friend Connie were out in front of um, the Ramones loft, and um, Keith Richards pulled up in his limousine and dragged pulled us in, and we went to Long, Long Island with him and his wife. It was so fun. We stayed there for three days. But you did. She was a bitch, but it was fun. I'll show. Last thing I'll say, I'll show you a picture. Niall came here and opened for Cher about five years ago. I took my wife, did a little brag, and I said, "I'm going to talk to him." She goes, "You're not going to." I walked up. I told. Her, I said, "This is an old friend of mine, and he's, he's leaving before Cher comes on." He's shaking hands with the front rows. I had moved up. I, I yelled out, my, and I go, "Niall, it's Sean, Steve, Bernard's," and he dropped what he was doing. He runs over to the side. Come on back. We go. Well, I got pictures of it. I posted them. And it's like he remembered a guy like me, I'm not knocking myself, but this is a big star. Right. 40 years later. And that's the people you talk about. They, they're regular folks. They did yep. all. That's, that was a whole different game then. It really uh, yep. was. People think it, it, it ain't bragging if it's true. That's all I can tell. Right. That's okay. true. It was. Well, we're just about ready to wind things up. I want to just. <clears throat> Tip my hat I have to another what? question, though, if, if that's all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you muted yourself there. Oh, let's unmute you, and we'll get You're you muted. Off. Dan Magnuson asked me what Kane Photo is. Uh, is it Was it a mail order form, or what was it exactly? I'm talking to Debbie. What? When Ann Magnuson called me a queen? No, 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 no. Ann Magnuson asked me what was Kane Photo. Oh. And what was it? Was it a mail order firm? And who were the people who ran it? You mentioned a hippie couple. Uh, yeah, who, that's all I, I, I don't remember. It was also. a hippie couple. 
who were really into it. They, it was like a thing. Um, now, what did you want to know about them? Well, what was it as a business? Was it a mail order? It was mail order business. Yeah, so they sold photos and videos through the mail? Yeah, exactly. One of the, was one of them named Debbie also? I don't know. Okay. Because <laughs> there's an old message. I'm sorry, you, you know, guys. I have you know, a I limited have tapes, memory. There's an old, you know I have tapes, and there's an old message from Debbie from Rhode Island. Calling, oh, I don't know who that is. Calling Lisa. I'm sure. <laughs> I think it was in Jamestown. Lisa loved that work. So, you know, she enjoyed it. I just felt out of control and I was so scared it's I couldn't do it. I got I, I worked in I worked at a um bon, a, 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 a dungeon once and I got complained about from the first customer because I just didn't know how to be like that. Oh. Uh, that's not me. And he said I was too kind and that too gentle. <laughs> Patrick, you should get Debbie at Exotica's now. That's that's the that's normal. I would love to go to stuff. Exotica. I would I haven't been to Exotica. I would love to go just to make some money. <laughs> I'm sure I could. Definitely. Yeah, sometime. Anyway, I wanna uh, wrap stuff up. I do wanna salute um uh, Debbie, I've seen on your, your Facebook page the job that you do now. I'm not going to mention much more about it. You work with the homeless, and you really provide a good service. And, and uh, I tip the cap to you because that is hard work. It and is. It, it, it's, uh, it's yeoman's work. Um, it's work that not everybody can do, and I'm, I really appreciate the fact that you do it. Well, it's only because they have adjusted my responsibilities to where I can meet them because – uh, of my age and, and the brain injury, I have a trouble concentrating and you have to do far too much paperwork as a case manager. So now that I'm doing resources and outreach, that's what I'm really good at because I'm not afraid to talk to people and I come at them straight up. And so they respond pretty well to me and they're willing to do things like give a, somebody a um, new set of teeth or, you know, uh, and examine some glasses because he hasn't had glasses in five years. He's been in the street, you know, things like that. That's what I do now is find things they need. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Anyway, I uh, appreciate Debbie revenge being our guest tonight. And you can find us on uh, the internet at jizztalking.com. You can find us on YouTube at YouTube slash uh, at Jizz talking. And you can find us on Twitter at Jizz talking, Instagram at Jizz talking, and even now Pinterest. Uh, at just time, we'll put up some recipes for everybody. Anyway, that's you <laughs> all over at just talking again. Make sure you subscribe to the uh, the channel on uh, YouTube. That always helps out, and uh, uh, we appreciate those folks who listen on the Spotify and the uh, the Google and the Amazon and whatever else they listen to. So anyway, next week we're going to be talking with our good friends, Doctor Stephanie, with uh, re uh, in evolve your intimacy. So she'll be Here, taking this is Lucy. questions. There you go. She'll be taking all sorts of your questions. So men bring your problems. We're going to get them solved with Dr. Stephanie next week. So until then, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you all.